0: I'm never mute. I'm never mute. Amen. Amen. I really don't even need a mic, but, amen, I guess for those that they want to record it and all that, I have to do that kind of stuff. Amen. Praise the Lord. So we're going to go to uh, uh, our key text for this season, or at least for uh, whatever length of time God wants us to do it, and it's out of 1 John chapter 5, please. First John chapter 5, amen. Now, I'm going to ask you to do something, but I want you to, uh, to pause for just a second and get it settled in your heart, amen, before you do it. And I want you, praise God, settle this in your heart. I've come today, amen, to receive, to hear from heaven, amen. So look at your neighbor and say, I'm here to receive. I'm going to get all of it, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. How many know that's your choice, right? I mean, you could shut me out if you want to. I wouldn't recommend it, but but you can, you know. And uh, we're going to talk about overcoming the world today. How many know it ne- we need to overcome the world in our life? Uh, are you hearing me? Amen. So you got an ear to hear? I'll probably ask you that a half a dozen times before we're done here. But uh, let's look at the key verses, 4 and 5 here. It says this, for whatever is born of God, amen, of course, we know uh you know, in context, it means anything that comes out of God, amen, has overcoming power in it, amen. Now, we know in context, He's dealing with you and me as believers, in fact, uh, real quick, go back to chapter 4, verse 4, put that up there, it says that you are, so we know who, he's, who it is, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because He who is in you is greater than he who's in the world. So you've already got seeds of greatness on the inside, you've got Great potential on the inside, because on the inside, the greater one dwells. So you can overcome. You have what it takes. You've been designed for accomplishment, engineered for success. Amen. Hallelujah. You have on the inside of you overcoming, amen, potential. No matter what we're dealing with today. Amen. No matter what we talk about. All right, so we know who he's talking about. So back to chapter 5. So whatever is born of God, verse 4 here, whatever is born of God, overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Amen. Now, the word victory is the word Nike, okay? The word overcome is Nakia, okay, or Nakio, okay, depending on how it's used in a sentence. So we overcome, we conquer, we prevail, but the victory, our means of success, that word Nike means, our victory or our means of success to overcome the world is what? Is our faith. Amen. And just to be clear that we know who we're talking about, verse 5, put that up there. He, or uh, pardon me, who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Any believers in the house today? Yes. All right, so now we know who we're talking about, so he's dealing with you and me as believers. Back up to verse 4. What is our means of success or our means of victory uh, Nike, victory, praise God. What is our means, praise God, to overcome the world or anything that we deal with is what? Our, our, faith. our faith, all right? We, we primarily focused on that last week, talking about, amen, the word here, faith, is the Greek word pistis, P-I-S-T-I-S, which means uh, to believe. Uh, it speaks of confidence, assurance, reliance, dependence, trust. These are all synonyms. Uh, of this, so anytime we start thinking about having faith to overcome, it means that you you're relying on God to overcome, yeah. you're trusting in Him to overcome, you're depending on Him, Amen. As you overcome, praise God. In other words, I'm I'm trusting that God will walk me through this, show me, lean, uh, allow me to lean on Him, allow me direction, clarity, wisdom, whatever it takes. But I'm going to put my faith in Him. And when I do that, praise God, I will overcome every time. Right. That was very weak. I will overcome every time. Yeah. The thing that we're finding out, the reason sometimes, you know, we want to say, you know, well, I didn't overcome. Well, maybe you, you weren't believing. Well. <sighs> no, and listen, that's nothing to be condemned about. Jesus asked them, you know, he asked, it's your faith that does it, so do you have the faith to believe this? That's a, 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 a simple question. You know, according to your faith, so be it unto you. There's nothing, he wasn't being condemning. He wasn't judging them in, in some off way. He was just, uh, just to clarify, if you got the faith to believe this, guess what? You can get it. If you're not relying on God, if, you, if you're if you leaning back and forth, if you're playing uh, patty cake with the devil, uh, if you're on both sides of the fence about stuff, uh, you know, chances are you're probably not going to overcome. It's going to beat you. It's going to whip you. Nobody wants to hear that, but you might as well hear the truth. You know, we can sit and point our finger at God all the time, say God didn't, God didn't do what He's supposed to do. No, God always does what He's supposed to do, always does. So if there's something, if somehow there's a break in the chain, it isn't God. So glad you came out today. So we focused on that last, or last week, and so this week we're going to focus on this thing about overcoming the world. Everybody say the world. world. What does that mean? Well, the world. Okay, let's, let's do this. Okay, um, I think it's the uh, Passion Translation says it this way. It says that our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. Let's see. Do I have? uh, I gave you the NLT of of, of five and four. Put that one up there. For every child of God defeats the evil, this evil world. I like that. This evil world, and we achieve this victory through our faith. Put the message translation up there. Every God uh, begotten person conquers the world. He says it now. The world's ways, because that's that's going to be it's going to come in here. The world's ways, the conquering power that brings the world to its knees, amen, is our faith. Amen. The person who wins out over the world's ways is simply the one who believes. Everybody say believes. Believes, believes. believes Jesus is the Son of God. Now it's not just saying, okay, I'm uh, enough to say I'm born again only, but it's saying I'm believing in the one. Right. The one that saved my soul is also the one amen, that heals and delivers and sets the captives free. So I'm believing Jesus, amen, is the Son of God. Are you still with me? I mean, you just just got to, because a lot of of born-again people, they they get fire insurance, they're no longer going to hell because they made Jesus Christ the Lord of their life, so they accept Him in their life concerning salvation in the sense of a born-again experience. And then they stop right there. And then they say, come, Lord Jesus, come. Get me out of this hell hole. And God says, that hell hole is what you overcome. That's why you have faith. The same faith that got you born again is the same faith you use to overcome any area of your life that needs to be overcome. Still with me? All right. Praise the Lord. Now, the world. The world, uh, the Greek word is cosmos, Okay. K O S M O S. We uh, kind of stole that word uh, and used the word cosmos in the, with a C, C O S M O S. And we refer to the cosmos as the universe. It's uh, kind of how most of the time when you look up the word, uh, the English word cosmos, uh, we refer to the, the universe. But uh, the Greek word cosmos is not just referring to the universe, okay? it's, it's it, The word means orderly arrangement, it means uh, an, an orderly arrangement, decoration, or an adorning. All right, so it's talking about something that's going to come out here in a minute because the world copies God and tries to make it look good. All right, most of the time when you're referring to the world, it's referring to the systems of the world, the ways of the world, or the mindsets of the world. Not entirely, sometimes it is a general word used, like for instance, okay, a common verse that would be used, uh, for God so loved the world. That he gave. Doesn't mean that God loves the world's ways. What's he referring to? Because in context, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, the whosoever, whosoever, whosoever. So we're talking about people. So he's talking about all peoples of the world. So depending on what we're talking about. But today we're not going to be talking about that so much. In you know, We're dealing more about the world's ways, the world's systems. Are you hearing me? The world's mindsets. These are the things he's dealing with uh, in 1 John and some other places what we're going to talk about here. So while we're in 1 John, let's go to uh, chapter, we're in chapter 5, let's go toward the end of the chapter. Let's go down here to verse, uh, I think, uh, did I give you verse 19? Is that where I said to start? I I tell you what, Kathy, sorry to run this on you, let's put verse 18 up there also. Can you throw that in there? That kind of complicate things, I'm sorry. As I kind of got to meditating on this a little bit more, I thought we better at least bring verse 18 up too. So so uh, 1 John 5, pardon me, uh, verse 18, please. And it says that we know. Everybody say we know. know. Okay, when she gets that up here. We know that whoever is born of God does not sin or doesn't practice or habitual practice of sin. The word sin uh, is defined in Scripture as uh, to know to do good and not to do it. Okay. Sin does not necessarily mean a mistake. Are you with me? Alright, so not all mistakes are sin. All sin is a mistake. But not all mistakes are sin. Sometimes it's just a mistake. See, sin is to know. Somebody said, Well, I didn't know I was sin. You always know when you're in sin. Always. Because you know, to do good and you chose not to. So he's referring to in here a sin, a habitual lifestyle of it, is what he's dealing with here. So verse 18, we know that whoever is born of God does not sin, but he who has been born of God keeps himself. Everybody say, keeps himself. Now my cross-reference on this is, it guards himself, it means to, uh, to protect or to maintain oneself. And it says, so it's dealing with the fact that you keep yourself, amen, you're protecting yourself, why? And it says here, so that the wicked one does not touch him. Hallelujah. Yeah. See, if you're, not, if you're not watching, you're not keeping yourself, you're not guarding yourself, then the wicked one comes in and slaps you silly all the time. And he has a, has a heyday with you. And you just got to realize that the, the devil don't play fair, he's never played fair. He don't come up and just, you know, pop you in the face and go, gotcha, and then leave you alone. That's just where it starts. Are you with me? If he, if he thinks he can get away with hitting you again, he's going to do it. If he thinks he can come in and steal some more, he'll steal some more. If he thinks he can take more, he'll take more. So you have to, you have to in this text, it's saying you've got to keep yourself. You've got to guard yourself a little bit here you got to maintain some things in your life. Keep track of some things. Be aware of some things. Amen. Well, I don't want the wicked one messing with me all the time. Are you still with me? Now, verse 19. All right. We know that we are of God. And it says, And the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. All right. The whole world, uh, it says, Lies sway, or lies under the sway of the wicked one. Now, the word lies here. You'll see uh, some of your cross references. Um, it might even show you that some of that verses, or some of that, some of them words are not in the actual text. It just, it, but the word the world lies under. So, so that's a, a word there. And what it's referring to is uh, literally. It talks about uh, that. Literally, what happens is you're you're in a laid back position. Okay. And so, basically, you're laid back to the point that the enemy can do whatever he wants to with you. That's what it's it's referring to. So that's why under the New King James, it uses this wording that it lies under the sway of the wicked one. All right? So, the world, okay? Let's let's talk briefly about this. We'll come back to this text here in a second. Uh, But let's... uh, Let's see here. I want to go put uh, Colossians 2, verse 8 up here. We're going to kind of get a more of an understanding. We'll come back to 1 John 5 here in a second. But let's get a little bit of an understanding what he's referring to here. Okay, verse 8 says this, Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit. Okay? According to, come on, tradition of men. Now, Jesus made it real clear that he was talking to the Pharisees at the time. He says, by your traditions, you have made the word of God to no effect. Literally means to nullify its power. To deactivate what it's caused to do, or called to do. By traditions. So when he's talking about traditions of men, you better take note. Sometimes we do things that, well, just what, you know, that's what Grandpa did. That's what Dad did, and that's what I'm doing. Well, maybe Grandpa was wrong. (gasps) Well, you know, like one brother said, Grandma taught it, and we all bought it. Well, what if Grandma was wrong? I'm not trying to diss Grammy. Come on, somebody. But I'm just trying to say, sometimes, you know, we... Sometimes we, we roll right along with traditions that maybe ain't all what they should be. So, according to traditions of men, according to, now he basically what he does is he sums it up. According to the basic principles of the world and not according to Christ. It's easy to happen. Amen. There's a lot of things that go on, a lot of things that are said. And pretty soon you're, you're flowing along, don't even realize it, that it's attached to the world. And he says that you're a world overcomer. Yes. Amen. Now, there's, we're going to find out there's ways to avoid, amen, to keep ourselves, so to speak, amen, so that the basic principles of the world, these traditions, empty deceit, that worldly philosophy is what it's referring to all these kind of things that have a tendency to make the Word of God to no effect in your life. We need to overcome that stuff. Still with me? Yes. Put, uh, is it Galatians 4, put that up. We're just kind of a little, little groundwork here. Galatians 4 and verse 3 says, Even so we, when we were children, and that word, in fact, uh, let's see here. I'm going to turn to that in my reference because uh, the word children there is actually referring to immature or unknowing. Is what that word children there means. So, uh, dealing with some people, it says, even so when we were unknowing or when we were immature, okay, we were in bondage, it says, under the elements of the world, okay. Um, and then it goes on to talk about making Christ, you know, when, then, then when you made Christ the Lord of your life, you come into some understanding. Uh, let's see, but when the fullness of, of the time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law. Uh, was it verse uh, verse 5? To redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. Now let's go back up to verse 4. Let's, let's bring this up. Okay, when, we were, when, when the fullness of the time had come. No, verse 3, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, verse 3. Still with me? Even so, we, when we were children, were born in bondage under the elements. Everybody say bondage. bondage. Okay, Under the elements of the world. Now, that word elements, that was one of those words too. Um, But it means orderly march. It means keeping step with the principles and rules of. So, in other words, at one time, see, we were unknowing. We were immature about something we didn't know. And And the whole time we might have been under bondage, okay, under just the orderly march of everyday things of the world. That little thing, okay, has kept you back from things you're called to or kept you back from things that are rightfully yours, have kept you back. But see, we hang on to it because it's, well, it's, you know, it's that's the way it's always been. You know, we've always, you know, that's, well, listen, that might, that right now you don't even realize you're under bondage. Right. It's keeping you back for something that's yours. And now those are the kind of things we've got to overcome, And so, right now, you might be in a place of unknowing or a place of immaturity when it comes time to that area of your life, amen. but not even knowing you're in bondage under the, literally, the the general march and the general tune, like a pied piper, the world toots its little flute or whatever you do with it, amen, and everybody just kind of jumps in and gets in the march, and we all... Play, you know, some little game going around in circle, uh, in one ditch, out the other. Come on, that's what we do, and because that's just the way it is. And, uh, you know, it's the way it's always been in our life, and that's just the way it always is. And the whole time, God says, you're in bondage. Mm-hmm. Come out of that. Right. Put now verse, let's skip down to verse like 9. Put that one up there. Uh, here we go. But now, okay, that's what we all like. We like the but now stuff. Okay. But now, after you have known God, or rather are known by God, how is it that you turn again to the weak and beggarly? Here we got the same word elements to which you desire. Look at it. To, to which you desire again to be in bondage? In other words, you've been set free, paid a price, the work's been done, you're, you're called an overcomer. So why do you keep going back to that mess? Well, because I think I heard it, maybe it was a Trudy that said a minute ago, uh, due to familiarity. Well, it's, you know, I don't have time to, uh, to learn on this. You know, what, what do you mean you don't have time to, to learn? What do you mean you don't have time to grow up? What do you mean you don't have time to, uh, to make a change or an adjustment? Think about all the time you're wasting because you're in bondage. Think about all the things that the enemy has done to, uh, in, in, to keep you in an area of bondage that has wasted your life. God's saying, why don't we kind of make a shift and change here, come up on out of that, amen, and we'll, we'll turn this thing around where you can start bearing the fruit you're called to bear, start seeing the results you're supposed to see. Come on, somebody, start, start walking in the things you should be walking in, start receiving the things you should be receiving, amen, instead of being under these weak and beggarly elements because the little pied piper blew his little flute and you jumped in line again. All right, let's, let's let's get back, get out of this or I'll get in trouble. All right, so let's go First John 5 again. Put that back there, verse uh, 19, I guess it is. I'll go back to that, First John 5, and uh, we'll go back. I believe it's uh, verse, uh, verse 19, I believe. We know that we are of God and that the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. Okay, we know that. And we know, you, know, you notice there's this kind of theme here, we know, we know, we know. Look at your neighbor and say, we know. we know. Look at your neighbor and say, you know. know. Come on, you can't even go to church here very long and not at least know some of this. That's right. At least got some kind of head knowledge. Now, you might not have it working in your life yet, but you at least got some head knowledge about it. Yeah. Listen, there's, there's nothing about being condemned, not, nothing about... See, what you have to understand is, you know, if, if you let the enemy still have sway in your life, then what happens is you automatically open the door to condemnation, guilt, and shame, and all the mess that comes with it. What we're trying to do is say, wake up, take heed. Come on. Take heed to some things. Amen. So we can change this thing. Because he has no right in your life, the enemy I'm talking about, he has no right to put you under sway, to hook you by the nose and drag you anywhere he wants to. He has no right to you. Because you're a child of God. You are, amen, of, of, of the family of God. You are royalty. Come on, somebody. Under the blood of Jesus. Come on, somebody. A child of the Most High. You are, hallelujah, a new creation. You are a conqueror, an overcomer. Praise God. You are victorious. You are triumphant. You are. So don't let the enemy have you anymore. So you're going to have to keep yourself. Yeah. 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 That's right. yeah. That's good. Now, verse 20. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding. Amen. So the reason is we got to hang out with this because it's what it comes down to. There's going to have to be the renewing of a mind. Now, this word understanding here... Um, it means uh, faculty or ability, so He has given us the faculty or the ability. In other words, we have the mind of Christ already. Now it may not be working to its full potential. Smile real big at your neighbor, just kind of smile. Don't say nothing. Just go, just kind of nod. Right? See, we just, we may not be walking in its full potential, but we have, Amen, the capability. We have, amen, as it says, we have the faculty and the ability to know what's right. We know. We know. We know that the Son of God has come. We know, amen, He has given us the ability to understand, to know this. We know, hallelujah, we know, amen, Him who is true, amen. We know, amen, we are in Him who is true. We know, hallelujah, we are in His Son, Jesus Christ. We know this is the true God and eternal life. We know. Price was paid. We're in Him. He's in us. Hallelujah, His blood flows through ours, hallelujah. His thoughts are bouncing around in there, praise the Lord. Sometimes we just got to get the elevator to go all the way to the top. Get them lights on, amen. Flush out the cockroaches, right? Right, make sure the bats are flying out of the belfry kind of a thing. Come on now. We have the potential to know this and to walk in this. Okay, verse 21, little children, keep yourselves, he he kind of sums it up, keep yourselves from idols. You think, well, what's he saying? Well, the word idols uh, means an image of, an image of, okay? Um, And so uh, what I did here, just to kind of give some clarity about what he's talking about, uh, put the Amplified up there. I'm going to go through those Amplified, the New Living, and the message on those. Okay, so the Amplified of verse 21, little children, keep yourselves from idols or false gods, from anything and everything that would occupy the place. That's why they use the word idols, but again, the image of, remember, the world is an orderly arrangement. The world is wonderful. All works. No, they don't all work. So what happens if you don't watch it, you're not keeping yourself from the image of, from anything and everything that would occupy the place in your heart due to God. From any sort of substitute for him. This is the this is the problem, right? So the world—that's the key. The world, the world, will constantly lure you. Come on, and will constantly say, "Hey, come on over here." And what it does is it tries to always put you in the middle of your circle because it's all about you. Anything you look at the world, it's what it's doing the whole time. The world constantly about putting you first. It's all about what you can do. Putting you in the middle Problem is, you don't belong in the middle. God belongs in the middle. And if God's in the middle, then you're kind of bouncing around out here somewhere. And believe it or not, that's what works. See, God's got your back. You never have to worry about it when you're putting God in the middle. Can I hear you? All right, now, God has to be your source. All right. from anything and everything that would occupy the place in your heart due to God, from any sort of substitute for Him that would take first place in your life, Amen. So let it be. Put the next one. Put uh, is it the new living or Yep, new living, dear children. Keep away from anything that might take God's place in your hearts. Let's put the message up there, dear children. Be on guard against what all clever. What is it? It's in tongues. Yeah. Facsimiles. is that right? Facsimiles? With a yes. k- like a fac. I know, but is that what his house pronounced? Yes. I'm asking. Yes. Thank you. <sighs> Facsimiles. All right. Now, I had to look the word up of obviously. <laughs> I had to look the word up. All right. So. Uh, the word "facsimiles" means a copy of, clever copies, substitutions, because that's all it is. The world is just comes in to try to be a substitute or a copy of something, amen. Else, but what happens is we start being lured by it. Next thing you know. You're back in the middle. Come on. And now we've got issues again. Sometimes, you know, it's, you know, depending on what, what's working, how things are working in your life, is all really comes down to this. Who's really in the middle? And so if God's fully in the middle, I, you, this stuff all works. Everything that works, it works. But if you're like, you know, partway in the middle and He's partway in the middle, you'll find that it's it's limited. It isn't flowing and working like it should because you're, you're still part of your source or you're making something in the world part of your source. Are you still with me? Amen. Uh, let's, uh, we'll get on to more of that here in a minute. And I put this uh, down here um, that we are called, amen, to keep ourselves world-proofed. Okay, and then, of course, he's going to show you how this is done. Now, I want you to hear this. I thought this was, I can't even remember now where I heard this. It might have even be this week here, maybe. Uh, but our faith makes us independent of the systems of this world. Our faith. So remember, it's, your faith is the means of success to overcome the world. So you believing in God now gives you, amen, the means, amen, to separate yourself from the world's systems. Where God now is your source. You know, we talked about some things about finance uh, today at offering. And this right here, big big thing right here. God is your source, man. God will provide. Yeah. Amen. Honor God. Believe God. Trust in God. And you watch God come through every time. About three of you. I'm serious. So what happens is when you're when it's all about you. Then what happens? You become—it's all about how much is in the pocketbook, how much this, how much do I have enough? You're thinking about paycheck to paycheck to paycheck. Come on, somebody! And all of a sudden, it's all about what you can do. If I get enough more hours this week, then I'll be able. It always—well, you know, I don't know that I could do that because I can't really afford that. I can't really do that. I can't. And pretty soon, all—it's all about how you see things, feel things. And the whole time, if you just honor God, you'd be amazed how God just walks you through this thing and provides every step of the way. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. I must have got on a lot of you right there. Maybe I'll talk about marriage. When you're in the center, it's amazing how it don't work. You get out of the center, amen, put Jesus in the center, amen, it's amazing how something that was bankrupt something that was, amen, literally on a fine thread, and yet God can restore it and bring health and wholeness and bring deliverance. Come on, somebody. Because the Word works. The Word works. All right. So let's go to Romans 12. Put that one up on the board. I think that's what we'll do next. Romans 12, verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world. So how I many know oh, you could be conformed? It means to be adapted to this world. Yep. Um, you, know, you, you know, the best way to be conformed to the world is just do nothing. And you automatically conform to it. Right. Okay? Do not be, it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be what? Transformed. By the renewing of your mind, that you may prove or discern what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, without the Word, you're probably not going to be able to discern things right. You'll probably make a lot of dumb decisions. Are you still with me or not? Do you have an ear to hear or not? Or do I need to just send you home? That was weak. I don't know. Maybe. Well, actually, you can just leave when you want to leave. But... So what happens is you're not, you are not you don't have the word going in. You're not renewing your mind, so there's no transformation. So what happens is, I just want you to know this, if there is no transformation, you're automatically conforming. That's right. <laughs> so if there is no word going in your life to renovate or renew your mind, chances are you're not going to discern things right. In fact, put, uh, I don't know if it was where I put this verse at in that and you're up there but put uh, Proverbs 14 and 12 put that on the board thank you Kathy Proverbs 14 and 12 please there is a way that seems right it appears right I said there's a way there is a way that seems right everybody say seems right God's way is always right but there are ways out there there are things see fast. What? Facsimile. Facsimile. I'm just going to say copy from now on. <laughs> Substitute. Better word. Thank you. I think I can say that one. Hallelujah. But there are substitutes out there, copies out there that, man, they seem right. The problem is when you go down a seem right road, it ends in the way of death. That word "death" means ruin. Destruction means the place of Hades, which means life like hell on earth. But it seemed right. Well, see, I go back to Romans twelve and two. If we're not renewing our mind, if we're not taking the time to renew our mind, we automatically conform to the world. And what happens is you're not discerning things properly. So you're going along to what seems right, and then you end up in another destructive mode or another thing happening, another relationship goes by, another bad uh, financial decision, another health issue, another this, another that, another this, another that. Because we keep going down what seems right. Well, pastor, I don't have time to be in the Word. But you got time to go to the doctor. Well, Pastor, maybe if we were conforming, or pardon me, we're transformed by the renewing of our mind, maybe some of these other things that we have to spend our time doing, maybe we wouldn't have to do them anymore. Maybe we would overcome following the Pied Piper all the time. Hello, doing what everybody else does. Last week, I couldn't do that. I don't know if you knew. (laughs) Serious, last week, I woke up and was in prayer and going, and all of a sudden, my back just, and I was on the ground, and I was like, I couldn't move, couldn't do nothing, and by faith, I came to church. Why? Because I need to renew my mind. And I was, as the day went on, got to move a little better. I wasn't walking so much like a duck or a... It was more like a penguin, actually. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, God, praise the Lord, I'm the healed, amen. amen. Hallelujah. But the point being is this, if you don't watch it, you you find yourself back in line with everything else, doing what everybody else does, right. Right. taking counsel from the world, right. following the same old traditions. Well, that tradition, uh, okay, uh, well, you know, it's been passed down and passed down, but it... But, but it But it messed up their family, and it messed up their family, and it messed up their family, and it messed up that family, and it's messing up your family. Why would you keep marching to it? Well, it's what we always do. Well, stop it! Renew your mind to what God has to say about it, praise God. And overcome that mess. Somebody needs to break out of that thing. About three of you got on that, amen. I'm just saying, you know, sometimes we just... We're just letting the devil dictate. You're supposed to be an overcomer. Right. Right. All right. All right. All right. Put the Amplified up, this verse. Let's just run through these real quick, okay? Romans 12 and 2 in the Amplified. Boy, that's a big one. Do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external, superficial customs, but be transformed, changed is what it means, by the entire renewal of your mind, renovation of your mind, by its new—here we go—a new thought, right? A new ideals and its new attitude. In other words, a change of mind. Where we're not going to think the same anymore. So that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. Look at your neighbors. Say, let's renew our minds. Give me the. Let's do the next one. What else you got back there, Kathy? Give Kathy a hand clap. What a blessing sometimes it's not real super easy to follow along with me, is it? But aren't you glad they put this up on the board or we'd be two hours? All right. So here's the message translation. This is, uh, let's see. This is Okay, this is verse 2 itself. Okay, don't become so well-adjusted to your culture. That's how he words it. Don't be so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out, readily recognize what He wants from you, and quickly respond to it. Amen. Amen. Give give me another one here. Let's see what happens here. This would be the New Living Translation. Uh, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person By changing the way you think. That's really how it starts. When you hook up to God's thoughts, remember, God's thoughts are for you, not against you. God's thoughts are to give you, praise God, a future, amen, to give you a hope, praise God. His thoughts are always for you, praise God. So why wouldn't you want his thoughts? Anyway, just a thought. Anyway. Then, what? Well, it changed your way of thinking. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Amen. Now, I think I might have one that she didn't have back there, and that's the Passion Translation. It says this, stop imitating the ideals and the opinions of the culture around you. I've seen that hang a lot of people up. You're too busy quoting everybody else out there. You shouldn't be quoting. Huh. Okay. John 17. Let's go to John 17. Let's answer a couple questions on this. John 17. Somebody says, well, uh, you know, but here we are, right? Now, according to Jesus, He says that you're in the world, but you're not of it. Right? Come on. John 17, I'm going to go to verse 13. Okay, kind of again, just another way of saying this, but we're going to see it. Jesus, the words are read here. Verse 13 says, But now I come to you, and these things I speak in the the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them, verse 14, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them. Now, what he's doing is he's praying to the Father And right now, He's praying for the disciples, and also He goes on later to say, and and us. Okay, so praying for all of us. I do not pray that you should... uh, Verse 14 again. I have given them your word. Everybody say your word. Word. And the world has hated them because they are not of the world. And some people, that's why they they don't let go of the world. Well, because if I do, they might not like me no more. They don't like you already. They're just... Come on, if they're really a friend, they're going to be a friend. If they're not, they're not. Right. I remember one time, you know, I one well, I I, I'm in jail, and and uh, I found out who my friends were. <laughs> I found out who my friends were. Right, the night before, man. Hey, who's buying? Hey. Next morning. Hey! <laughs> in that particular stay, I was in there for a month. Not one time did all my my buds, where are my buds, they care less. Come on, somebody! So I had three people visit me while I was in jail. Okay, one was Trudy. <laughs> so I married her. <laughs> you only got a few friends? Better stick close. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. One was my dad, which was the start of our, the restoration of our relationship, by the way. Amen. And then the other one was a, uh, uh, our, uh, one of our dorm. Uh, when I was in college, uh, well, I actually got kicked out of college that <laughs> Anyway, moving right along. <laughs> but one of the gentlemen <laughs> in the college I used to attend, <laughs> amen, one of the dorm directors made a point to come see me. Amen. And found out later he's a he's a brother. Come on, somebody. But anyway, the world, a lot of times, it was, you know, they, uh, they make it sound like they're your friend. Most time you find out they're not. It's facade. Don't get me wrong. And there's some people that are good friends, and they, I'm not taking that away. It could be. Amen. But if they're good friends, then they'll understand when you make a decision for Jesus. That's my point. They're okay with it. They're still going to like you regardless, even though all of a sudden you've got religion. Huh? Okay, I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world just as I am not of the world, right? I do not pray that you should take them out of the world. What? (laughs) Jesus, you had an opportunity. You could have said, Lord, take them quick. But he didn't do that. He said, you're staying there. But he prayed that he would keep us, hallelujah, from the evil one. Right? That's why you have to keep then yourself, follow and lead. I mean, follow the leadings of God. Amen. And you'll be amazed at how the evil one has no hold on you. Amen. How, how far did I say to go on that one? Verse, I think, all the way to 19. So let's keep reading here. Uh, they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world, verse 17 sanctify them by your truth. In other words, set them apart, make them different. By what? By truth. Everybody say truth. Truth. See, he explains it. Here he defines it. Because that word truth isn't always defined necessarily just like this. But here he clarifies it. The truth I'm talking about is your word. Amen. His word. Amen. Your word is truth. In other words, that word has got to be going in you. If you're not taking his thoughts, you're automatically conforming to the world. Because it seems right. But all of a sudden the Word starts coming in and there's a whole lot of renovation going on and that renewing is, you know, you're kicking down old walls, tearing out this and tearing out that, framing up new, putting in new, making it look better. All of a sudden and all of a sudden everything starts to appear different. So now you are able to prove or to discern things Because your mind has been renovated with truth. Verse 18, as you sent me into the world, I also have sent sent them into the world. Verse 19, and for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also may be sanctified by the truth. Jesus had to meditate on the right things too. Right. Right? Right? That's a fact. Okay, so uh, anyway, here we go. Uh, in the w- we're in the world, but we're not of the world. I said we're in the world, but we're not of the world. Why? why are we still in the world? Because you're the difference maker. You're the salt. You are the light. You are. So that's why all the more reason why you got to renew your mind right. Here's why, okay? You're here to make a difference in the world. We make a difference in the world when we are different than the world. When you're no different than the other guy that don't know Jesus, and you try to say, I just want you to know you need Jesus in your life. They're looking at you like, what? Dude, you got probably more issues than I got. In fact, your issues have issues. Now, we're not condemning anybody, but the point is, if we're never renewing our mind to the Word, you go along with the same old problems the world has, even though you got fire insurance. I didn't take salvation from you. But you need more than just a born-again experience to say, someday I get to go to heaven. That's a wonderful thing. I ain't taken away from that, but you still got to live this thing you still got to walk on planet Earth around a world that really don't like you at all, and a world that is filled with, with substitutes and copies of and, 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 and uh, facade and, and all this stuff. And, and, and if you don't watch it, pretty soon you're just jumping in. The Pied Piper start playing again, and you just jumped in line and do what everybody else does. Right off into another ditch. But if you would have renewed your mind, you wouldn't have jumped in that line. You say, play all you want to, Pied Piper. You go. Ha! <laughs> I'm going to be over here dancing the jig. <laughs> all right, well, let's try another one. 1 John 4, let's look at that one. 1 John 4, verse 1. Doing okay? Let's get her done, right? Come on. Beloved, do not not believe, verse 1, chapter 4, verse 1, 1 John. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits. Discern. That word test means to discern the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out of the world. In other words, prophets of the world, they speak what the world speaks. Now, the word spirit, okay, means breath. It means a current of wind. Are you still hearing me? So in this particular case, he's not talking about the Holy Spirit, is he? He's talking about a spirit that's out there, another wind. In other words, what he's saying here is this, and we're going to see through the end of this, if you're not renewing your mind to truth, you're going to go with the wind. It's just another person blowing out hot air, whatever, talking what the world talks, the voice of the world, and it's just they're a false prophet. They're they're false. Hello, somebody. But you follow it because you don't know any different. I look at your neighbor and say, I'm sure he's not talking about me. (laughs) Now I hope I'm not. I hope it's somebody else. I do. I hope it's somebody else. Like to thank everybody in the house. You're just, you know, you know, you know, just, you know, with me all. But you know, sometimes, every now and then, we follow the wrong wind, breath, spirit. Okay, verse two. But this, you know. The Spirit of God. Ever say you know? You you know. I mean, through all of this, you see, all tummy times he says, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know. You know, you know, you know, you know, we know. He's not talking to ignorant people. He's just saying, don't give in to this stuff because you know better. Okay, by this you know. Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist. Didn't say the uh, Antichrist. He's talking about the spirit of the Antichrist. Amen. Are you hearing me? Okay. It's talking about the word uh, anti uh, means opponent. or So Antichrist would be an opponent of Christ. Come on, they're anti, all right? The word, yeah, the word Christ actually means anointing. So anti anointing. Amen. So the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. The spirit of the Antichrist is here because it's anti. It isn't hard to figure out some things. You listen to something, and if you got a little bit of discernment in you, you know, uh, you know they're not professing Christ. In fact, they're saying just the opposite. So, why in the heck am I going to listen to them anymore? It's like, shut up. Please. In most cases, it's click. Let me show you it again, just in case you didn't learn. Click. Let's try it one more time. Everybody together. Click. Well, they're funny. Well, they are kind of funny, but the world can be funny and seem right. But when you go down that road, it isn't long, and the funny has left the building. It's no longer funny because it's always at the cost of something else. Now, listen, we're going to show you something here in a second. Oh, gee. All right, where are we at? Verse 3. We haven't got past verse 3 yet. Let's go to verse four anyway. You are of God, little oh children. And you have overcome them, right? So we know what he's talking about. Because he who is in you is greater than he is in the world. You don't have to yield to this false prophet. You don't have to yield to the lies of the enemy. They are of the world. Verse 5. Therefore, we speak as they pardon me. They speak as of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God, and he who knows God hears us. Well, duh. And who uh, he who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. The word error, uh, planic, plano, I think, plan A or plano, something like that. But it means uh, deceit, uh, deception, uh, delusion, uh, fraudulence or fraud, falsehood, uh, means a lie, a trick, a hoax, a fake, just all the synonyms of that word error. Okay. now what's the only way, see the only the only difference is see it talks about the two things, spirit of truth and spirit of error. What are you gonna operate under? Well you can't operate under the spirit of truth if you're never taking the time to sanctify yourself, set yourself apart with truth. Come on somebody which is the Word of God, the Word of God comes in, it begins to renew your mind. We are no longer conforming to the world, but you're transforming, being changed, being metamorphosized, amen, why? By the renewing, the renovation of the Word of God that goes into your life, praise God, hallelujah, as a result of it. Now, all of a sudden, you walk in discernment, you walk in some knowing, the world starts talking, you you go, hey, uh -uh, no, sir, I ain't going there, I'm going this way, praise ye the Lord. Sometimes, you know, when the world talks, remember, Jesus said this. He said, you're of your father, the devil. He said, he said and, and in him is no truth at all. So when you start realizing, see, this is how sometimes you can even know how to go a direction because the world starts talking. You go, well, that ain't right. So then right then you go, hey, if that's the world's way, I'm going this way. Because I don't go down that road. Sometimes it gives you clarity in which direction to go on certain things. Anybody else with me? Yeah. All right, let's look at another one. We're in 1 John, go to chapter 2. <clears throat> Do not love the world. Oh, man. That word love is, a, is, a, is agapeos. So it's talking about a committed love. Do not... Make commitment to the world, or the things in the world. And most time, you look at that and you think, "Well, he's just talking about stuff, and it can involve that." Uh, but this word, um, word things, means things that have been offered and it refers to things supplied or things omitted. Things supplied or things omitted. So what's referring to? Hello, somebody, that the world has a tendency to exaggerate yes. oh, yeah. and withhold some information. Why? Because if you know the whole truth, you won't go my way. So I exaggerate. Go this way. Oh, it just looks fun. But it's exaggerating. And it's withholding. Ain't gonna tell you all the truth. Ain't gonna tell you that this ends up in destruction. Go my way. It's fun for a season, but only a season. And then it's misery. Your life stinketh. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. All right, verse 2 for sake of time, for all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh. It talks about things that gratify the flesh. You see how it's always pulling you into the center? Come on. Gratifies your flesh. The lust of the eyes means an allurement uh, to things. Okay, it's all about you. The pride of life means an obsession with status or empowerment, some kind of deal. It's always about you. And it is not of the Father, but it's of the world. Now listen, I'm trying to tell you something. If you put God in the middle, God will see to it you have everything you could ever want got to fulfill your desires because he put them there but when you're in the middle you're you're constantly chasing after things you got no business chasing after you chase after God put him in the middle and God sees to it that everything comes your way put God in the middle and the pride of life you know it's all about elevating yourself you put God in the middle God 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 lifts you up Come on, somebody! You humble yourself and you go God's route. Put Him in the middle. Really, when you think about humility, is about it's about God exaltation versus pride being self exaltation. So you go a humility route where it's God exaltation. Put God in the middle, and God sees to it everything you could ever need and want can be handled because God has got your back. But when you're halfway, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. When you're halfway, it doesn't seem to work. When God's in the middle, it becomes like, I, I, I thought this would be great. Deuteronomy 11 says it this way. It'd be like days of heaven on earth. When you start and look at all he's talking about, he's talking about if you go God's route, it's going to be like days like heaven on earth. But when you don't go God's way, as we read earlier, it's like destruction, ruin, and days like hell on earth. That's where it ends up. Okay, so with that said, maybe one of our last texts here, John, or me, James four, James four, verse four. Adulterers and adulteresses. Now, what a way to start it, right? But that just means the same thing we were talking about earlier. You know, you're, you're, you know, you're chasing after other things. And I'm going to show you that here in a minute. Do do you not know that friendship with the world? What's he talking about? What's it, playing patty cake with the devil, man? Come on, somebody, with the world system. You're playing around with it. God says, go this way. You don't want to go because, you know, I like it. Well, when you do that, it says it's enmity with God, which means that it, you're taking a stance against God. You're warring with God. Whoever, therefore, wants to be a friend of the world makes makes himself, look at this, makes himself an enemy of God, and you're a child of God. This is talking to the church. This isn't talking to the world. Here, it's talking to the church. So you've made yourself now like an enemy of God because you want to play patty cake with the world. Put a couple translations up here. I think I got some, don't I, on this one? This is verse. Uh, this is the message. It says this in verse four. You're cheating on God. When you think about it, okay, God's trying to take you down a road and you decide you just, I just don't want to go there. Well, it's like you're cheating on God then. If all you want is your own way, flirting with the world, every chance you get, you end up enemies of God and also an enemy of His ways, right? And do you uh, and do you suppose uh, God doesn't care? And, of course, it goes on uh, top, but I just think, you know right here you know it says here God's a jealous lover God wants God wants to be in the middle Come on Put God in the middle leave him there Praise God let's get another translation here This is the this is the amplified and Now it's AM it's the amplified classic The old ones now called a classic Now I've 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 read the amplified long enough now it's considered a classic Because I guess I redid it anyway So here's the classic Amplified. You are like unfaithful wives, having illicit love affairs with the world and breaking your marriage vow to God. Do you not know that being the world's friend is being God's enemy? So whoever chooses to be a friend of the world, here we go, takes his stand as an enemy of God. Takes his stand. Remember, you're supposed to keep yourself, not take a stand against God. Keep yourself so you're flowing with God. Not against God. Are you still with me? Did I give you another one? Nope, that's it. Woo! <laughs> Somebody said, well, Pastor, that's a hard one to end on. Well, just stop playing the fence, man. Stop playing both sides. So here's a statement for you. Flirting with the world is like cheating on God. Of course, we just read that. But here you go. Playing this game always makes you a loser. Even though You have winner potential because you have the potential because you are an overcomer. That's who you are. And remember, we overcome the world. I don't have to yield to the world. I don't have to do what the world does to make it in life. Come on, somebody. I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. I follow God. And when I follow God and keep God in the middle, praise God, then God makes sure everything else is working like it should and it's flowing like it should. It doesn't mean you're not going to have times where you got to press in and you gotta, amen, use your faith to win and beat things, praise God, but that's what you do. Amen. But with God in the middle, you win every time. Amen. So stop jumping in line with the Pied Piper. Come on, somebody. Stay connected to the master, and you're going to win every time. Did you get some today? Give the Lord a praise. Come on. Why don't you all stand up? Praise God. Praise the Lord. Aren't you glad we're not? Well, I shouldn't say. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it was something. But I'm glad we got through that one today. Look at your neighbor and say, you overcomer, you Amen. Amen. I want God results. Anybody else with me on that one? Yeah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Father, we give you praise, glory, and honor once again. Thank you for your word. Thank you for these uh, principles and truths of your word. Thank you, Lord God, that our minds are being renewed. Amen. To the spirit of truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That we are trans- being transformed by that word. Hallelujah. And I thank you, Lord God for your mercy and your compassion for the times that we have yielded to the, to the world. We may have yielded and conformed to the world, but Lord, I thank you, praise God. Mercies are new every morning, praise God, that we walk Hallelujah. Based on the blood of Jesus, we move forward. We choose life and we choose to keep ourselves from the evil one. Praise God. Hallelujah. By staying with you, staying connected to you. Hallelujah. And steering clear of the world's ways and systems. For that, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for joining us for this message.